Guys, it's Jordan back with Starting a Startup, and I have Casey Marie Steele here and Zachariah David Bingham along with us. Yes, that's me. Yep, that's that is also me. That is Hello. definitely your guys' full legal names. Yep, 100%. Yep. Uh, so, uh, welcome back, guys. We have a wonderful podcast for you today because we actually thought things ahead. Uh, yeah. Man, I, I you, mean, there's, there, there's definitely paperwork in front of me. I definitely gave you guys information. <laughs> I got something to read off of now. I do. As well. Fantastic. Well, anyways, uh, did you guys bring your notes section too? Look at that. Writing uh, yes. notes. Yes, I did. Oh my God, we're thinking ahead. <gasps> we're doing things. So, uh, for everybody listening, we are uh, we are a startup company. Still, I would say I'd still say startup company. I mean, we're like a year deep, year and a half deep. But yeah. um, we got we only had six months where we were open, so we have brick and mortar facility, uh, entertainment, eighty thousand square feet, adding twenty five thousand square feet. Uh, and then on top of that, we are going to be, uh, we just released our combat carding, our technology, which is a second division of our company. So this podcast chronicles all the bad decisions that we make along the way and trying to uh, navigate through the craziness. And so hopefully that somebody out there uh, listens to this and gains value rather than shaking their head in disappointment like Zach's mom has her entire life. Oh, it's so true. I like your microphone, by the way. Uh, I mean, I can't really go wrong with a nice green and black sock right in my face. It looks pretty fantastic. Fantastic. And it's also held on by some nice hot glue, so that is great as well. It's Lots of nice. Glue. I mean, I, I took some photos of it so that we'd have evidence of it. I'm glad that you did that. It uh, it looks pretty fantastic, and uh, I'm adjusting you guys' gains here. And so hopefully I'm we're good. I'm really, really glad that it's clean as well, because I could imagine sitting here talking and smelling a dirty sock. So you... <laughs> That's how every conversation with Jordan is, though. Is it like talking to a dirty sock? What? <laughs> smells like a dirty sock. Oh. <laughs> That cuts so deep. <laughs> so Zach's uh, microphone, yeah, hot glue, uh, launch, trampoline park, sock, and then some boxes stacked up. You know, we are we are fancy as it gets here. Dude, super fancy, and I do have to say these launch socks are fantastic. They are, yeah. And good, good on you, launch. Nice grip. Remember that time when we were in IAPA? Actually, that was with you. I don't know why I'm looking at Casey. Where yeah. we were trying to find out if they could do socks for us for pocket soccer. Yeah. For all like six people per year that do it. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Pretty close yeah, to I mean, I was going to argue with you about that, but... Uh, it's pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you are starting an entertainment center, pocket soccer, probably not the best thing to do. It's good to, to be there to fill space, but maybe not the best. Yeah. Not quite as far as investment to square footage. Yeah. They look cool. Standpoint. Things, cool things we can too. talk about. It was definitely a rare item that we got. That's for sure. Um, so, uh, this week we had a whole lot of fun where we got to record our briefing videos. So with COVID happening, everybody has masks on their face and nobody knows what they, uh, what people are saying. So we realized there's a massive safety issue with that. Um, so what we ended up doing was we filmed a briefing video. We did a combat carding briefing video and we did a combat carding launch video. Um, it was very interesting because one of our things is, is we have to try to maintain people's attention, but the brand that we are is also being jackasses. So when you're trying to communicate a safety message while being a jackass so people take you serious, it's a little bit challenging. Um, Zach, your, your, your episode or your scene was pretty fantastic. Yes, yes. Uh, I may have died a few times and then also had uh, some parts of my body crushed. Yeah, I did. Uh, I snapped your neck how many times? Uh, six, I believe. Four standing up and then two close-ups. 
Fantastic. Yeah, I would think I think that was accurate. Casey, you were supposed to be the one getting your neck snap, but you were on vacation doing things, you know, you thought you were better than us. It seems like that would have been a better place to be, but I'm kind of really realizing that I missed out on a lot. Yeah, that's kind of how it works. Well, the, the crazy thing was uh, the microphone that they had could pick up so well that the guy actually heard the first one crack my neck. Yep. He twisted my neck so hard. And yeah. It felt fantastic. Apparently, there's leverage on the helmets. So when you twist it, like you're going to, you know, it, it doesn't take much and it just kind of really. Not yeah. to mention the momentum. Yep. Zach actually fell. Yeah. The first time it was like he actually died, and then after that he was like, it was like, oh, that's great, re re repeat that, and did our best. And then you also, yeah, and you had the scenes where we had to get the adjustments, and you can have three booster seats, pedals all the way adjusted towards you, and pedal blockers, and still fit in that cart. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's a little bit cramped, and uh, things may have got squeezed like they shouldn't have, but man. I made it work. It was pretty fantastic. Oh, it was a lot of squeezing. My yep. inner thighs were really getting the, the work out there. You know, I am so appreciative. Casey just flipped his phone over, and he did it so gently right there. You didn't even know, did you? I, I had no idea. Exactly. I didn't even know until you just said right there said I didn't even know. So I've much my patchy shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so this week was a lot of recording. We recorded murder car stuff. Casey was on vacation because he hates us and he thinks that he needs to do other things outside of us. He's like, oh, I need a break away from these guys. I didn't even get a single text message from you the whole week. I was very secluded from my phone. It's almost it was, like you didn't love us. I know. Mm -hmm. For a couple days there. Uh, Did he text you, Zach? Uh, I actually texted him yesterday with a question with no response. <sighs> no. Wow. Not even a period. I was trying to back you into a corner right there. Like, you you messaged Zach, but not me. No. Oh, so yeah, he messaged me back. Is that what you wanted? Yeah. Okay. Good. Casey, yeah. how dare you? Dude, oh, what you the heck, saw. man? I am so sorry. How's that bus feel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm backing up. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh... Yeah. Anyways, we we uh, we got the we got the week rolling. Uh, we have new restrictions that have came out. Uh, restrictions really don't do a whole lot of effect for us right now, but we anticipate that there's going to be more that goes on. Um, but because this is a podcast about starting a business and not about how awful the government is for business, um, we will digress from that situation, and we will talk a little bit forward on this. Uh, some additional things. So, uh, one of the co topics we wanted to talk about today was inspecting what you expect. Surprise! That's probably the title that we're going to use when we uh, when we title this on the podcast. Stuff. Yeah, they're not going to have any idea what we're uh, portraying in this episode yeah. until you said that. Exactly, coming at them like that bus came at you right there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the idea is, and this this kind of came through yesterday, walking through the facility and really just looking over what people were saying that they did. Um, you know, it's very easy for us to be able to build habits that allow us to forget to hold ourselves accountable to a high standard. So whether that's, you know, going to the gym, uh, meal prepping, which probably everybody listening to this is not actually doing that. So, um, yeah, understandable, you know, it's the, it's, it's the difficult things. You have to build those habits initially to be able to do it. But, uh, it's big with when you're leading people, uh, it's easy for people. I mean, the human nature is to find an easy way out, right? Like, I'm going to seek the avenue of least resistance. That feeling brain, man. That, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you talk about it. Like, you know, that, that feeling brain that came from, uh, what was that, Habits book? Uh, that was actually, uh, it's like, it, well, it was in Habits book it talked about in there, but it, there was another book I read and it called uh, The World is Coming to a Fucking End or something like that along those lines. Uh, I, I told you about it, and yeah. he, he discusses multiple times in there about the feeling brain versus the thinking brain, and everyone wants their feeling brain to take charge because it's the easy way out, but you have to fight through it and actually be an adult and use your thinking brain quite often. Uh, if you use that thinking brain, then you actually can become successful, but if you let that feeling brain take over, then you're just going to go nowhere. So there was a 
book that I, I read while I was working for Bridgestone called Broken Windows, and you guys have heard me reference it a million times. But the, the idea behind this is that this guy, he's running a very successful business. He comes into his facility every every day and, you know, just absolutely kicks ass. And one day he's on his way in, and there's a window that has a crack on it. And he looks at it and he goes, shit, I've got to call somebody and get that fixed. It's, it's just a crack. It's not broken. It's not missing or anything like that. It's just a crack, right? So... It's an issue, but it's not a big issue, like an open window, a broken window would be. So, broken window, crack is a broken window, whatever. Anyways, so he he goes inside, gets into business, and like everybody, and, and you know, whether business or whether, you know, family life or whatever, everybody can sympathize that shit happens, and you get busy, and things that are not seem like a big, major, important thing get pushed to the side. So the next, he gets busy, gets into it, end of the day, he, you know, locks up and leaves. Next day he walks in, he goes, son of a bitch. I never called that person to get that window fixed. That's the first thing I'm going to do when I walk in. Walks in, plumbing's leaking, you know, he's trying to get things started for the day, all that stuff. And when I visualize this, I, I can still see the Lansing store I was running as a store manager I was running this because I remember, I, I could even picture what window it was that he came in. It was this little 24-inch by 24-inch window just the bottom left of the door where you walk into. It just, that was always the one in my head when I saw it. And so this happened day after day. After a while, it was just there wasn't an issue wasn't a priority he didn't see it anymore now that broken window's always there what's happening though is when people show up at his business they're seeing that he is he, that they that the first thing they see is hey he's got a broken window on the front of his facility now they're coming in thinking less of the business now he's not maintaining those things he's getting distracted by all the other things the daily ins and outs and the daily grind of what's happening and he's not prioritizing how that can affect other things so since they come in with a negative attitude they're spending less money because they feel like, you know, he's really not that nice of a place if he's allowed to have a broken window. That less money then turns into a situation where now he's struggling to find more sales and more customers and it all stemmed from walking by that broken window. And we often see that broken window and say, it's not that big of a deal, but it is because it's, you know, what you do, it, it, you are what you do consistently, right? So, you know, there's uh, Andy Frizzell talks about the whole shopping cart thing. You know, if you, you a really good way of identifying if somebody's, you know, a real piece of shit is they take their shopping cart to the car and then they just leave it in the in the lane for somebody else to take care of. And the way you identify somebody who's a real go-getter is the person who gets out of their vehicle and when they go to walk, they grab that shopping cart and put it away for other people. It's two very different people. Both people have the exact same amount of resources between each other. And that's the same thing behind this is we have standardized. We spent a lot of time standardizing this business, right? I mean, seriously, think about the things you guys are doing to make it so it's consistently and easy. We've got checklists, um, you know, we've got SOPs. I mean, what else are we doing? I mean, that's quite a bit of it. I mean, we had, like you said, we had the opening and closing checklist so the ma managers know what exactly needs to be done every single night to make sure this place is buttoned up very, very well yeah. uh, so we don't have excessive electricity use, so we don't walk in and there's music blaring. We're like, who broke in and had a party without us? Right. So. It's, it's usually Kevin. No. Oh. Yeah. Constant training as well, constant reminding, because like you said, shit happens, everybody's day can quickly fall to the forefront of their minds and mistakes are made. We just are usually there to redirect and help put back on track their focus and their, their efforts. Yeah, the you know the we a, a good example you know we have we have two different sides of this so we have you know where they're taking effort and whatnot and we can identify that and where they're not so like you know we have the box thing with the uh, so we we have this thirteen hundred pound box thing that goes on top of a pallet we had you know we were saving it for them to pick it back up to reload it with stuff and somebody saw a box that was you know broken down sitting in the dock and they took it upon themselves to cut up the box and put it away 
great on them. Unfortunately, that those boxes cost $500, so that was a little bit of a son of a bitch, but they were taking effort in trying to be successful. Uh, you know, or try to be helpful and do what they should, what they thought they should be doing. Can't be mad at the person for doing that. Mistakes are always going to happen, no matter what. Uh, but the other side of it was like last night. I'm walking around the facility. And I'm finding batteries for our carts in four different locations, and I thought, okay, maybe there's a ryth rhythm to this. Maybe there's a reason for it. So I started asking the different people in the facility, what are those batteries over there? What are those batteries over there? What does this mean here? And across the board, I was getting inconsistencies. And that doesn't say like, hey, nobody's being, you know, nobody just knows. It's we don't have anything. There's no consistency to it. Okay, if that's a major thing, let's let's get on top of that. Let's figure out how can we make this more consistent? How can we make it more clear to people? But even after you make it clear to people, often they're they're not gonna do it. So like the checklist yesterday is a fantastic example. I've got five guys on the track, four guys on the track. And I go over, I look at the checklist, and every single line is checked off. So I start looking at it, because the minute I see every single line checked off, especially with a line going through it, you know pretty damn well they didn't do it. And I start looking at it, and I go, hey, so did you guys clean the windows over at the mall that, to the mall entrance? And the first response I get is, oh, I thought that meant the windows over by the red track. And I looked at him, and I go, so if I walk over to those windows by the red track, they're clean, right? He goes, well, yeah, I think, I think Aaron did it. I said, okay, who signed off on it? Because I just got a line through this. I said, so what's going to happen if I walk over there? He's like, oh, I don't know. I go, Aaron, did you clean those windows over there? He says, no. Okay. I said, hey, guys, you signed up that we did the mall entrance. It's pretty clear. It says, did you clean the windows at the mall entrance? I don't know how else you would think that was anything else. And Cameron goes, well, let me go over there and take a look. And he starts walking. And I said, Cameron, just stop. Stop. Don't go over there. Don't try to make it out like you're checking and seeing. You guys are pencil whipping this. Look at it. They're terrible. Let's go get it taken care of. And I had a lot of things like that last night. And I recognize, you know, it's it sucks to be the person that has to force people to see what they're doing wrong. Because you're kind of, nobody likes to be criticized, right? Everybody likes to think that they're doing their best and everything. But, like, you kind of need somebody to push you. You know, for me in my role, I don't have anybody that pushes me other than, you know, maybe the bank or whatever or, my you know, any potential investors or whatnot. So, like, how do you take somebody from they need to be pushed to they push? it's 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 a massive mountain to climb like so what for you guys like you guys have have went through those roles right yes um there in the very beginning when uh we first started you definitely gave me a lot of guidance and right now there's uh you have to step away because the combat carding side of things is a little bit more important uh per se because that's going to be something Pri prioritized pri not important. Pri prioritized yeah it's uh, definitely a big priority right now because we definitely have a lot of eyes on uh, people that want us to uh, have combat carding for them um so uh just trying to make sure that i'm staying diligent on top of things is one of, one of the things i'm trying to do a very good job about but it's uh there's sometimes you get complacent i guess and you have to have that reality check so. it's it's a never-ending battle i think in relation to your direct question of how did we do it i think inherently some people are already good at it and then you can guide that skill or talent to be better and assist in others not everybody has that reckoning within themselves of you know a servant's uh, attitude or take the card up that was already in the lane, whatever that is, whatever you want to quantify that being, not everybody has that or is aware that they have it. So trying to bring that out of somebody that never even knew it was there is probably more challenging than making somebody who already has it and is aware of it better at it. Mm -hmm. So that's 
that's what I think we've been dealing with is trying to isolate that in these uh, employees, much like we have isolated in ourselves. Taking that first step is, I think, honestly, the, the most difficult part is making that a habit and then from there getting better at it. It's a lot of extra work. It's, you know, it's grabbing that shopping cart and coming in doesn't seem like it, it seems like a lot of extra work, but it's, it, that's not, that's, that's the one thing in thousands of it. And for people that can walk by it, it's easier to just do it. And, you know, we constantly navigate to the easy. Yeah. It's inconvenient for you at that time to do it, mm -hmm. but it makes everything else outside of that, the ripple effect. If you do do it, it makes more of a convenience for everybody that it affects or more of an inconvenience if you don't do it for everybody behind you. Mm hmm I'm a 100% distracted that you said doo-doo. Uh, dude, I could not stop thinking about it. I'm glad I'm not alone on that. Yeah. I was thinking about what kind of joke I could say off of this, but I'm like, ah, oh, man. I think uh, I'm, I'm turning right here. I'm going to go so far the wrong way, and I'm not going to do it today. <laughs> I enunciated a little bit. You did. I, I knew what you meant. Do, do. Fantastic. See, Zach's good at this. Well done. Get that, got that face for broadcasting. Also, dude, for real. No, mostly the right side. <laughs> oh, no, the left side's the side that's for... That's for radio. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I picked up, is that why you had him put the camera on the right side of my face yesterday? Or did, two days ago? Did I do that? I don't know about that. I don't know what you're talking about. I would never. I'll, I saw you pass him 100. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, in the sense of, you know, the improving yourself, holding yourself accountable to things, like, you know, Zach, you talked about, you know, the book you read. And it's amazing how many few how few of people uh, do do books. I mean, you guys here, you talk. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through. I want to look and see. I think it's there's a percentage of people who don't read a book after high school. I do uh, believe you just said doo doo. As yes, well. he did say doo doo. But uh, the one thing that I was very happy about is I probably read a total of two books leading up to moving up here. And Jordan has definitely got me on the straight and narrow, and I've read more books since I've moved up to Michigan than I have probably my whole life. One third of high school graduates never read another book the rest of their lives. Good for them. That is impressive. Now, I bet you, what, what, could you imagine what it is for self-development? You know, so many people are resistant yeah. to personal development. I mean, we know those people. I mean, it's yeah. it's... It hurts and it sucks and it's it's challenging, but you know that's where you find your, you know, you, when you look back on it, those were the best days. I mean, think of when we were first building this facility, the amount of hours we put in then. Like we think we work work a lot now. Oh my God, if we look back to those times, man, when we first opened up and then also the reopening. I remember we were putting in quite a few hours then too. Think about before we opened, when we were all working our full time jobs and having nighttime conference oh, calls and everything on top and then of that. Me driving here every single weekend to see my wife because I had a secret home away from Ohio. Yep, nobody knew about it. You know, nobody knows that. So Zach, uh, he, uh, when I offered for him to take the job, um, everything kind of came together. And well, I mean, take it away. Zach. Uh, so I'm a firm believer on if something is meant to be, it's meant to be. I tried selling my house before, couldn't sell it, and then everything just fell into place. I was able to sell, sell my house within. Uh, two weeks without even putting it on the market and everything and so then uh, my wife and I purchased a house up here in Michigan in October and I had to drive here every single weekend uh, from November all the way till February every weekend and uh, nobody knew about it except one person that I worked with and then when I actually dropped the bomb that I owned a house in Michigan and I hold that sold my house in Ohio it was kind of a shock to everyone's systems and there was a few people that were very upset with me yeah yeah I remember that day I remember that situation we all, we all had our own like 
things well i mean casey you really didn't have like a major like quit or change type of thing where like like kevin recorded the uh <laughs> yes. when he quit and like that because he hated his boss at the time so he did an audio recording when he came in and gave him his notice that was pretty fantastic i wonder if he still has that i really hope so i have to ask knowing him kevin that. he probably does certainly he doesn't listen to this podcast so we'll have to remember to ask him that is definitely one of those things where i feel like at night when he's having a bad day he just plays that and just goes oh god yes suck it <laughs> and for you know for me they knew it was coming type of thing but they i think they were all very surprised that it like they saw it coming but i don't think they ever expected it to happen type of thing like yeah 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 he's gonna someday type of thing maybe we'll see they, they tried keeping me around but nothing yeah. was gonna keep me from coming up here so. there's there some things that could have possibly kept you from coming from there what are you trying to get at casey are we are we getting into the weeds i believe we're a bit in the weeds what, are we in the heather in the heather it's a form of weeds. It's normally golf courses off to the side. Uh, uh, yeah, like the Dude, <laughs> that was a great trip to Indianapolis. Now you're making us go off the beaten path. Casey man. Marie, we're trying Come to stay on, on topic uh, here. What the heck, man? This is on you now. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. I'm always just talking about weed and weeds. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, yeah, and on that note, did you see who uh, got the event request for us? Oh my god, we wouldn't even. So we had this whole plan of making you super jealous that you weren't here by sending you messages about all the great things that were happening here during that time. You wouldn't even pay attention to it. I know. No. It hurt. Not even a little bit. Wow. I had a ton of emails to get caught up on. What is a ton? Would you like to know? I would, I would be curious. It's not to your level. That's what I, I want to hear. I do know Let's that. Let's hear it. Uh, it was 25. <laughs> <laughs> They were very important 25 emails. They were. I had to do a lot of things. By the time I'm done with this podcast, I'm going to have 25 emails. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. Damn you. All right. Oh, man. So, you know, in our sweet plan of, you know, being prioritized here and staying on track uh, and having questions. So, um, you know, some you know, the, the situation where people were completely unaware of what they were doing, um, I asked everybody for a situation on that, and I, I'm, I'm going to start it off with what it was for me. So my situation where I was completely unaware of the issues that were happening was actually myself, and it's my wife calling it out on me. So we did this thing, it's called a uh, like wheel of life or some shit like that, where you have like 10 different areas where you're allocating, like how much time do I give to it? And one of the things is like uh, family and uh, projects, vehicles, like or you, you, you populate it out, things that take up parts of your, time, your life. Hobbies, work, family, yep. uh, yeah, everything. Well, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, all those things. You, you lay it out and you say, okay, how much time am I allocating to each of these things on a scale of one to 10? And you do that, and then when you're done, you say, okay, how much time would I like to identify to it? And when I was doing this, I saw I was allocating like nine-tenths to projects, project vehicles. I mean, Casey, you remember when you first moved in, I had a freaking, how many toys did I have, like project vehicles? Uh, I saw your shop with only, I think, eight. Yeah, and I think, yeah, that was after I had purged. Yeah, yeah, you did a a massive purge just before I showed up. Yep, so I think it was 16 between quads, dirt bikes, mini bikes, go-karts, whatever. Cars. Cars, yeah, shit that that you have to maintain. And I recognized I was spending all my time working on these projects. I wasn't enjoying any of it. And I looked at my family side of it, and they were getting nothing. Because I got done with work, I came home, and I started working on those projects, and they did their thing. And that's what caused the purge. That's what made me just start dumping it, selling the shit, getting it out of there. And that was, I never would have saw that had somebody not grabbed me and said, hey, pay attention to this. Where are your priorities? Habitual bad habit. Yep, yep. 
and to me, you know, it was great. I loved it. I loved what I was doing. I thought I was having fun. And, you know, human nature is we are super adaptable. I mean, you look at, like, the like the Holocaust, for example. You know, the people that were in those concentration camps, it became a sense of normal inside of those concentration camps to them. Humans are extremely adaptable to conditions that you just don't understand what's happening. So for you guys, you know, what was it? Uh, I definitely was very bad about pushing shit off that I didn't want to do. Um, and then you're like, well, make a list of 15 things and then per day do five. And those are your five important things. And so you have to try to complete those five things every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a big thing for me because then I get to that fifth one that I've been putting off all day long. And I'm like, well, got to do it. Got to get that check mark. Yeah, I mean, I still, I still got that. I mean, right here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight things I got on here. And I've got three checked off. Uh, so I've got two more when I get done with this that I've got to get out to get my list. That's, and it works, you know, for, and it's not for everybody. You know, some people aren't list peoples, but I definitely am. It helped me dramatically yeah. because I was just like, oh, well, I, I guess I could do this today. And now it's a Monday. Make sure I get uh, the schedule started and completed. Make sure I get this done and this done. And I have financials that I do on Wednesday. And I just have a whole plethora of things that I do per day that I have, like, designated for those days. So, I mean, how good does it feel to, uh, to be good. able, yeah, the the crossing that off it feels oh god dude it feels great the one thing was uh, on monday i had the schedule brought up i'm like god i don't want to work on this and so i clicked on my excel spreadsheet to bring up my financials to do that i'm like that's wednesday and i pushed it away mm-hmm. because i knew that i had to get the schedule complete so i can get that out to the employees so they know what they're doing yeah saying no to things is really the only way that you can like that's hard yeah it is it is especially when other people really need you to say yes to something in that moment but that's unfortunately I've, i have priorities here and this one is not that high one i'm a very big yes man that likes to talk and so shutting my door is a very clear thing for people to be like oh zach's actually trying to get shit done mm-hmm. because that's when i'm that's when i'm really buckled down because if somebody walks in there i'm like oh hey what you doing man oh how was your weekend right i love that kind of conversation how why is it so hard to shut your door on your office uh, a lot of people need me but i mean still same for me too though mm-hmm. like and i mean yeah and i suppose I, it would be similar a lot of people need me but when that door is shut they don't come to me yet it gets handled right yeah yeah definitely it's, it's, it's tough because you don't want to be, it almost feels like you're locking yourself away from what's going on. Yeah. It's, it's being the parent, you know, sometimes you got to rub their nose in it type of thing to let mm-hmm. them really feel it. And then after that, they become more self-sufficient. They may, they may resent the situation for it, but they're better because of it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's been a tough one for me lately is to accept is that, you know, a lot of times I've got to be a dick to our employees and I, I never before would have thought that was a thing, but I'm recognizing that the reason that is, is I need them to see it. You know, you, you don't immediately go at it. If you've never taught them or talked to them about anything with it, you know, you just, you, you just mention it. But if it's repeating over and over, then you got to do something about it. So like yesterday I was walking through and I had to come talk to Kevin and I walked by the accident room and there was two employees that were talking in the accident room and kind of whatever, you know, one had a broom in their hand and the other was just talking is what it is. You know, I want people to be able to get along and everything. And I went and talked to Kevin for probably a good 15 minutes and I walked out to walk back and those two employees were standing in the exact same accident lane. And these are employees that we've talked to about it before. And I literally went in there and just slammed my hands on the table. I go, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, watch your microphone. I'm trying to... Re- we can hot glue it down if you need more hot glue. I need all, all, the, all the hot glue. It's dripping off. Man, I can't wait to send this photo to you so you can post it. <laughs> it definitely looks like that somebody ejaculated on your microphone. Who said that nobody did? Maybe you did. Is that why there's a sock on there as well? Absolutely. Ooh. Goes no, up we, to... we can't talk about this. Come on. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, out of the weeds. So, Casey, for you. 
Thanks for taking us out of the weeds, Casey. Yeah, you're welcome. Anytime. That's honestly probably what I'm here for. I'll just point at the piece of paper <laughs> that as you guys try to lock. I mean, you're, you're yeah. not paid to look at, too. Just like you're disapproving about it, just hold your finger very slowly. Remember that time? Can, can, can you pick it yeah, up? Yeah, they're picking that, that up. That's, That's right. Perfect. Yep. Uh, in the spirit of self-identifying your issues, um, I think one of the ones that I've... I wouldn't say recently, but probably the most recent large one is my uh, difficulty with communicating accurately and concisely. Yeah, that's uh, a problem. Yeah, I know. It was, <laughs> it was usually I would explain things rather redundantly. Um, no. In, in my head, it seemed like I was explaining it for them and at the same time myself. As I explain, I don't quite get the point that I'm trying to make, so I'll re-explain it. But what I've come to find out is usually most people get it by that first explanation, whether they acknowledge it or not. And I think that's usually my fault was I don't get any immediate, oh, I understand, so mm -hmm. I continue on. But that's not their issue. That's still my issue of not being able to identify that they did receive the information that I'm conveying. And I do need to get better at relaying the information that needs to be relayed the first time over explaining that's that that can be a that can be a trap you fall into so when we were doing that briefing video you know we had to focus on we need to be grabbing attention but not so we did that through being goofy and silly but also not take away from the message we also couldn't spend a lot of time on it where we talk about a bunch of different yeah. things focus on the priorities start with those things first so that you have the people's attention and prioritizing it and I mean that's a tough balance it really is we went through a bunch of different, uh, I mean, every scene we did, we did in m multiple different ways. So we had variation throughout it to maintain that level of attention to it. Um, but it's it's tough. Yeah, you have to, one, now be aware of the information you're trying to convey and then cut out all the fluff. Cut out everything that is now deemed unnecessary to get the point across. But again, that's something you have to identify in your own head before speaking. Uh, so it's, it is a challenge that I've been working on getting better at. It's very easy to lose people's attention anymore. So I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> what did you just say? Sorry. I was just okay. clicking on things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just got an email in. <laughs> yeah. You're 25th or 26th. No, actually, oh, fuck off. <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's, let's take a look here. Let's see. I'm going to open up my email inbox. Let's take a look. All right. Here's this piece of paper. So the next question oh. appears to be <gasps> 25. <laughs> it's like... I need to see this. God. Oh my god, it's 25! What <laughs> references that help with preventing these issues from arising? Zach, go ahead, take it away. Casey, why are you red right now? <laughs> oh, god damn it. Man. Sorry, what did you say? I don't know. Man. I was listening to the next question. Usually I don't listen to Zach, <laughs> this is confusing. I know. I'm used to it at this point. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, with going back to what we were talking about, uh, the whole uh, the cleaning procedures stuff, it's sometimes like pushing a rope. It can be a little I know bit, that feeling. It, it's, it can be a little <laughs> bit difficult sometimes. And and uh, there, was, there was a time that I walked around the corner and there was four people just standing there and I'm holding a bottle and a, no, a cleaner and a rag and I look at them and I say, why am I the only person that is cleaning this facility right now. And I gave them the best disappointed dad look I could have ever given them. And then all of a sudden they just grabbed rags, went and scattered and started wiping the, wiping the place down and cleaning up. So sometimes you just have to give them the disappointed dad look and 
give them the the, the, the the tone as well. The I don't know. Dad tone. I mean, it depends. There's it depends on situation. You know, I remember my auto shop teacher in high school. You you knew so like the class got over at like eleven o'clock. Is this the trash can story? This is the trash can story. Oh, I'm this so is, excited! I get to hear this for like the seventh time. This is so good. Well, this is for the listeners, yes, not for you. Right. So go go fuck yourself. I'll still wear my amazed and shocked expression. Please, I want to see it right now. Give it to me. Wow, that looks like you're terrified, what? actually. But, but the thing is, something they, just went inside of you from the looks yeah. of that. You, 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 <laughs> you need to gasp so they can understand your excitement. <gasps> oh, oh, oh my oh, God! Oh, oh, what my. a great story, Jordan! Oh my good lord! See, yeah, I like it. See, this is why I tell Zach some stories and I don't talk to you. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> just so, in case you're wondering, this is the 25th time I've heard this story. <laughs> So in this situation, all right, so at 11 o'clock is when we get out of class. At 10.45, it was cleanup time. If by 10.50 you weren't cleaning up, that shop teacher would grab a trash can and whip that shit across the room. Yep, was, you dropped my trash can. I was I drinking was, water yep. at that time. And I was showing. Showing what happened. Yes. Yep, to the I'm listeners. I'm glad all the listeners can see what just happened. <laughs> yep. It was for us. Dude, you need them. to pick that up right there. Oh! Yep. I tried getting him. Carry on. Oh, <laughs> man, that would have been good. You would have got me on that one for sure. Because I was like, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, so he would he would throw trash can, everything. We, never were we once, not a single person in the entire auto shop was mad at him for doing that. We just understood that was the rules, and we didn't stand by the rules at that situation. Now, granted, we may go run and hide while he threw things because he got really angry with it, but it got the point across. And it was a very rare occurrence, but it happened. It And it consistently, you know, in the two years, three years, whatever I was in that class, it happened a dozen or so times. And just tells, like, you know, you need somebody to hold you accountable and really just sometimes smack you in the face. And it can be tough, you know, when it's, when it's your employee, you know, you've got some positional authority and stuff over it. But, like, when it's your friend, when it's your family member, like, that's the tough shit. I mean, unless you're Jalissa, then she does a really good job of just, like, this is what it is, the way it is. Yep. Straightforward. Yep, exactly. I don't know. Friend-wise, I mean, we do it to each other. We do it in really sarcastic, condescending tones, usually. Completely. That was, like, one of the, the questions you had on here was, how do you talk to your friends? Uh, with the whatever, the, how do you uh, get the following different types of people uh, to make changes that identify necessary changes needed in their own on friends? I put guy friends, you just lay it out for them. Girlfriends, you kind of have to give it to Sexist. I know, but let's be honest. They, I mean, I've heard other women say, how do guys talk to each other the way that they do and still continue to be friends? Yeah, well, it's, you know, there was a, <clears throat> I heard somebody say once, they were like, with a guy, we, you know, talk shit to each other's face, and then when we walk away is when we're like, that's a pretty nice guy, and I like well. him. And with girls, they're like, oh my God, I love you, you're the best, they leave it. Oh, she's such a bitch. Like, I don't know why I have to give that tone to it and whatnot. Man, I am just going to get blasted for sexism right now. Oh, dude, 100%. Yeah, he is. I want to leave this podcast yeah. just for the sexism. Oh, my God, well. dude. You I probably should. Stand it. You probably should. Get out of here. Get out of here. Dead air. Oh, man. <laughs> was that good, good dramatic effect? I don't know. I mean, there was a couple seconds there. People were probably, like, actually, probably people are still like, God, fuck, these guys are idiots. Oh, it's getting really hard to pull the information I need out of this podcast. Yeah. I mean, there's been there's been good information. Yeah, I think no, this no, is no, fantastic. No, 100%. Yeah. Casey's Find judging out, us. Man, dude. Typical all the time. I'm, I'm here for the listeners. So anything to help the listeners. See? Yeah, look at that. Keeping us... <laughs> God, that hurt. Oh, man. So, yeah. I mean, ca- carrying on with this, 
<laughs> yeah, what? What? I don't Let's know. See. What? All right, I'll just read the next question from your information that you like. This was fantastic. Tell me how pretty I am. Dude. You're gorgeous. You're pretty. I mean, it's so good that both Zach and I completely filled out. Oh, look at no, that. Oh, come on. I put yes for one answer and that was it. <laughs> is that not filled out? I mean, He's I He's correct. Yeah. It is filled out. And then on the last one I put, I let them know how, and that's all I put. Because I couldn't, I couldn't complete my sentence. My brain. So the last question is, what is the example of a creative way you have changed the messages to get people to pick up on the information? Uh, well, I already alluded to that. To me, it was cutting out the fluff and noise to better relay the signal. Um, I had to identify what the signal was and then remove everything that was distracting away from it. Situational and what people are interested how people learn you know there's visual learners audio learners you know uh, by doing learners and uh, people like myself learn by mistake you know the, or uh, learning from my mistakes I should say do it yourself and yep. then you'll figure it out from there yep yeah if somebody's gonna explain to me how to do it I'm gonna tune out real freaking quick and I'm gonna go do it myself and it's either gonna be better or worse and but it's gonna be done yep. a certain way it but you know I remember I learned something uh, there was a guy named Jeff Morgan I worked for and we had this training seminar and entire day with it and I got done and we went up front and I really just massive respect for this guy he's still one of the, like the to me one of the best leaders I've ever worked with in my life and he's like hey how are things going and he's talking to me and after 15 minutes I'm just feeling like I had a really good conversation with this dude and he goes hey do me a favor tomorrow don't wear don't wear tennis shoes in we that's against the rules for it, okay I said yeah no problem I'll take care of it and I walked away and a couple minutes later I realized holy shit that entire conversation was to get me to take my shoes to, to, to about the whole shoe thing but I felt so fucking good and it was that was a situation. He knew I was somebody who needed my ego boosted. I needed to be heard. I needed to be seen. If he just was like, "Don't wear that shit," I'd be pissy about it because that's just the type of person I am. Where some people, that's what they want. I mean, Zach, you're a fucking soldier. If I tell you, you're, you're you know, this is how we're doing it. And we're doing it this way. I know damn well every single time it's going to be that way. Casey, for you, I let you go figure it out. When you figure it out, you're going to do it better than what I came up with initially in the first place. So there's no sense in me telling you how to do it because you can improve it. And we have to find that with each individual person. Like, what is it that there is their key? What's their benefit that they bring? Because everybody has a different style and a different uh, contribution. That's the word I was trying to look for. They have different contributions to it. So, we, you know, we have a, a wide layer of people in our management team. And we all compliment one another to make them a fantastic team. We were just talking about earlier how everybody thinks that we're like a large corporation because we're well put together with things. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just gonna toot my own horn a little bit here more, toot, you know. Toot. Yeah, high caliber's horn, I should say. You know, we've done a very good job of putting together a business that people look at and says they do it right. And because of that, we get a lot of support, but it's, it is it is the mishmash of our entire team. And it, and it continues into our, our staff. You know, when mm -hmm. we first started that whole, you know, come be you, the art, of you is an art, be an artist. And I think a lot of people took that seriously and they run with it. And yeah. you know, there's gonna be failures and stuff that goes with it. And as long as we're willing and to help them and catch them when they fall, then you know, it makes for a good team. Yeah, we definitely have uh, seen a lot of employees that when they first started with us have grown mm -hmm. ex awesome. exponentially. Do they appreciate it? Oh yeah. I, okay. When I go up and I'm like, hey, I mean, like, you guys have friends that want to work here, right? No, oh, their friends can work here. And they, they want to be able to have their friends work because they know how much fun it is to work here. We make them work. Yeah. But they know how much fun work can be because we have positive inflections in our tones. We don't talk down to people. We, t we talk to them on the same level. Mm -hmm. And we go out there, we work hard, they work hard. And that's one thing I really appreciate about our team is we fucking get it done. Yeah, you guys set a very high bar for sure. But I mean, so when I say they appreciate it, they appreciate that it's fun, but do they appreciate the personal development that comes from it? That, I don't know. I don't think we've ever sat down with them and be like, hey, 
do you appreciate the personal development or have you even noticed any personal development? I would say based on them coming back after being shut down for so long, yeah. the ones that did come back, which is over 80%, mm-hmm. that speaks to that question. I think they do. Whether they know it or not, I think they do appreciate whatever it is they're gaining from this place. Man, I wonder how much value do you think there is by bringing the mindset of personal development to the forefront? They're doing it, but they're not thinking about it. And, you know, that intention of thought often brings, you know, breeds more desire. Do you think that there is something to that? I definitely think so. It's shining the spotlight on that. And then with that light, you now poke around the where that light kind of casts but fades away. Mm-hmm. You want to see more. You want to learn more. You want to grow. Like, oh, I've identified this. Wonder what else there is to identify. Let's keep looking. Let's keep digging. Let's keep growing. Mm-hmm. I think there is a huge benefit to doing that, making our... ECs, uh, experienced creators, more aware of that is what we're trying to do, whether they're aware of it or not, that's what they're doing. You know, you think about like those uh, people that sell uh, in like encyclopedias door to door or whatever, the college students, like they have thousands of people that apply for that job. Can you imagine a job that's more difficult than door to door sales? Oh, I, I know I hated it. Encyclopedias. You did it? Not sales, but like when I would do all the B two B, oh yeah, sweating yeah. my ass off every day. Right. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's. I mean, it's, it's awful. Hard. But they have too. They have too many people apply to it. Yeah. You know, and these are high quality individuals. Like you have to have a hell of a resume to get in on this, and it's encyclopedia sales, door to door. Why? Because the skills that you learn from it, the people who have t- who have done that, and when they are, you know, when they get through the program and they move on into their careers, they've learned so much from it. They're some of the most successful people in the world. Hmm. I mean, I can, I can, I can do the Google with this stuff on it. The uh, it makes sense. I would, for me, it's not anything I would want to be part of. As amazing as it may make me at the end of that course, it's far outside of my interests and comfort zone. For me, that's not the path I would like to go down. One of the things that we've had happen recently with our team that was very exciting, and the one thing that made me really happy is I look at it as almost like a family because we're all so close together. Um, we had to let uh, somebody go a little while back uh, because we found out that on the track you have to be 18 years old. Uh, well, that was redacted, and you can now be 16 to be able to work on the track. When I called the uh, the guy to come back, he got really, really excited, and he ended up coming back the same day and finishing up his paperwork. We got him back on the track, and I walked out to him a week later. I go, man, I'm like, how does it feel to be back? I'm like, there's been a lot of changes that have happened since you left. I'm like, a, a lot. Of, we, we have different cleaning procedures. The layout's almost completely different. And he goes, to be honest with you, it feels the same because it feels like family. Yeah. So. Yeah, we we spent a lot of time building that family atmosphere. Yeah, that's the culture that we have here. Is whatever that word is, family. Whatever whatever it is outside of that is. We're here to help and better everybody. And in that process, we'll be bettering ourselves and the company. Yeah. Mohana. Mohana? Mohana? Uh, is that Mohana? I don't know. You're just saying We're, You just said a word, and then you're expecting us to know what you're talking about. I thought it was from uh, isn't Tomato. Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> blue. <laughs> That's my favorite color. Look at that. That's why the, the microphone is blue and all I can see, All I can see is pain. <laughs> <laughs> what did your Google search determine? I did a bad job of Google searching, and that was, I was trying to listen to you guys. Well, were you responding to emails or something? <laughs> I need to catch up on them. I have a lot of emails. There's 25 in here. God, that's the worst. <laughs> it is worse. Coming back from vacation with them, 
We were trying to, all right, so we were trying to figure out the difference between this is like, do you want, when you go on vacation, do you want the emails to come in and then you can filter and choose whether you stay caught up on them or not during vacation? Or do you want everybody to delay sending the emails until the day you come back? No, I definitely appreciate the former of that statement. Um, Cause I can, it is now on me. The responsibility is on me. Whether I have the time and want to take the time to filter through and see what's absolutely urgent or you know what I can do remotely or whatever it is at the time, that's my responsibility. If you were to put them all off until the day I came back, it would be an absolute overwhelming scenario. Yeah. Whether it's things that don't need to be done now or things that do, it's they're all coming in at once and now I no longer have any kind of preparation. Mm-hmm. Whereas during the days I could see them accumulate, I could kind of keep track of the headlines and be like, oh, well, that's that's going to be one of the first ones I open. This yeah. is going to require the most time, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, for, for me, when I see a second page of emails, I feel... I feel stressed by that. And I think, I don't remember with Google, I think it's at 100 emails, you have a second page. And yeah, 99 it switches over to, yep. yeah. Yeah, to where you have to, yeah, you have to, when you, as you delete them, it doesn't actually go away. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it's the same thing. So like when I'm vacation, I'm trying to kill the things that are really not urgent. You know, the reports from Embed every single day and whatnot, and like sales summaries and, um, or, you know, end of shift notes. I can look at it real quick when I'm taking a dump or whatever and end up being able to be, it's still somewhat caught up with it, still in touch. There's something definitely to be said about being completely disconnected from it and everything but yeah you gotta you gotta figure that out where your balance is there the intent for this particular vacation was to be absolutely present in the moment mm-hmm. um, whatever that moment was it was not because I wasn't here my presence had to be elsewhere yeah. which like mentally and physically I wanted to be wherever that was so we're gonna was, survey Lindsay and find out if that happened yeah have that call her up I do she's pregnant again <laughs> <laughs> Well, fantastic. Nice job. Yeah, it was, it's a mental workout. Yeah. Um, but it, it is nice to, even with text messages, like you sent me that text message, I easily could have replied. I had all the intentions to, you know, text out a reply and everything else. But it was a, is this pertinent right now? Is this taking away my attention of what I'm trying to achieve right now? It was about sweet potato pancakes. Yeah. And he did not respond to me about sweet potato pancakes. Show, so nobody showed up for sweet potato pancakes nobody last night, Nobody showed up for sweet potato pancakes. I definitely thought for sure that Casey and Lindsay were going to still be there. Well, right? if uh, he would have responded <clears throat> to me, that might have happened, but we decided to nix sweet potato Sorry, I'm getting a little emotional. Sweet potato, vacation sweet potato pancakes. And extended, probably bacon, too. It extended and maybe You didn't say anything about bacon. Oh, I would have closed this business early. <laughs> So I last night I decided to close for it, which was fun. You know, it's and you know it, it's it's always going to happen when I close. We're going to see things differently because it's a fresh set of eyes. You know, we talked about this early on. Was like every once in a while, invite our wives in here and be like, tell me what we're doing wrong. And that takes a. I mean, you got to fucking swallow your pride at that point. Mm-hmm. Come in here and criticize the shit out of me and be receptive to it. And when you do it with an invitation, it's a little bit easier rather than them just coming in and giving you their unsolicited feedback for it. But your wife is going to be the most critical person of you because they know you so well and they know what you're capable of. And we've done that. I mean, our wives are, they definitely do not hold back. I mean, honestly, they give us really great contributions oh, yeah. all the time. I mean, shit, Lindsay is one of our best creatives when it comes to like content stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just recently, the last time she was here, she uh, gave me some things to think about. That's. Yeah honestly fantastic call outs I had no idea because I was not a patron like you were yeah 
You know, it takes it, it reminds me of the uh, Jocko podcast recently, and I think I may have talked to you guys about this, but the three roles of uh, what they, in the military, how they identify who's going to move up in the military. So uh, the first thing is, is, are they willing to commit 24-7, 365 to the mission at hand? Literally every second of every day, are you willing to commit to that? Number two is, are their wives willing to be military wives, part of the community, supporters of it, hold of their, you know, take care of the household, the kids, things like that, so they can focus at the mission on hand? And number three is, are you willing to put the mission in front of your family? Because in a sense, when you put the mission in front of your family, and in a military terms, you are literally putting your family first. Because if you're not focusing on the mission at hand, you could die. And I mean, being gone for a little while on a mission versus being gone forever because you died because you weren't focused. I mean, it's it, it's it's people don't recognize that. But when I listened to that, that was a big old holy shit for me because we recognize as business owners. I mean, how many times have we abandoned what we felt like we needed to be doing with our families and our personal lives for this business? Yeah, I mean, in the very beginning of uh, combat carding, I was here seven days a week. And I was put into hours, mm-hmm. and it became very clear at home that I wasn't around very often. With my daughter doing homeschooling and everything, with the whole COVID fun stuff going on. But yeah, but yeah, no, it it became very clear. My wife verbalized it with me, and I did my job to try to be home a lot more and help out with schooling and whatnot. And I know my wife appreciates that when I'm around to walk Evelyn through, since she has the same brain as me. God. I feel so Yeah. But I mean that's you know, we get that support from our spouses, we get our so that support from our families because you know they know that we're passionate about it, they can feel it, and they want to support us in what we're passionate about. You know, I talked with uh earlier today I was talking with the the engineers. I said it's difficult for me to take time for myself because the things I want to do when I take time for myself is here at high caliber. So it's a you know, it's a you know I don't know the right term for it, but I can't achieve personal time for myself that's different than work. And that's something that I think everybody in the world would strive to be able to achieve, where your free time is what also is your career for it, the things that you love doing. Uh, but you know, there needs to be a break away from things. It's the same thing. You could watch TV every all day, every day for a certain like you know for a week. At the end of that week, you know, if you're not used to doing that, you're gonna be fucking sick of it. I mean, foul well before that week, you'll be sick of it. I mean, no matter what, things get redundant, and you need to change up the 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 scope of things. So, you know, for me, it's projects at home or the gym. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, I know for you, it's the gym pretty heavily, Zach. Motorcycle oh. rides, maybe. Oh yeah. Pool. Oh, man. Cooking. The ball, smoking meat, man. Yeah. Just got down with thirteen pounds. Hope, Case. hope you guys are ready. I am, dude. As I was pushing the meat into the Tupperware, it's going. Was that because there was too much meat in the Tupperware, or because the meat's super? Good? It was. Both. There okay. was too much meat in the Tupperware, <laughs> and it was that juicy. So we have a gender reveal this Sunday for Casey Steele. Pretty excited for this. Yes, people are about to find out what gender I am. Yep. I've been We've all been waiting. That. He, he definitely has the eyes of a woman. So I can see it. Did you see that? It's oh, the okay. eyeliner. It's the lower eyeliner, isn't it? it uh, he does upper and lower. Yeah, it yeah. definitely accentuates the the feminine character. I like the cat eye you did though. Dude, you look kick up handsome. Looks good. Sorry, beautiful. 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 Well, you are beautiful. I'm really excited to find out. Yeah. yeah. You don't know what pronouns to use until the gender reveal. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to tell you about all the ideas we had that ended up falling flat on their face. Mm-hmm. I'm honestly really excited. It's been. It has been a hell of a project. It's and great. COVID has not made it easy to do all the things that I want to do, but I think you're going to be very excited with the results. I have got to tell you, there was multiple times that Jordan was texting me ideas, and I was probably pretty close to peeing myself because of laughter. (laughs) 
It was fucking fantastic. I mean, the availability of certain things because of international trade has reduced. It is amazing <laughs> how many times I've had to re renavigate this. But I'm very happy with what the result's going to be at oh, the end of this one. It's going to be great. I mean, as long as it doesn't turn into another elephant poop toothpaste situation. Oh, man. <laughs> Try to make it happen. I do have a backup just I in just case. I just can't imagine what your YouTube history is like. <laughs> how do you blank? Yep. How do you build this? Just... How do you capture wolves? <laughs> Man, that was a tough challenge. It was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, somebody could get hurt with this. I've been really trying to figure out, like, how can I prevent people from getting hurt? And I finally wow. came to the realization that there's not a way. As long as Lindsay doesn't get hurt. And that's the most important part because she's bringing life in this world. Yep, yeah. yep. Everybody else can get. We can put her behind a tree or something. I don't know what's going on, but I don't know. put her as far away from the danger as possible. Everybody else gather around. Oh, I've been thinking. Oh, there's danger. Yeah. Who am I kidding? There's danger. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they, well, I mean, in, in all fairness, like if somebody did get hurt, I don't think anybody would actually blame me. I think they would blame you guys for choosing me to be the person who does the gender reveal. Responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's literally. Really, like I mean, it's the decision that you made when you guys when you guys said, "Hey, Jordan and Zach, you guys are in charge of the gender reveal." Like, what was your thoughts that went through your head at that moment? Catastrophe. Yeah. Just, I mean, we know what we're getting into, this is... and that's why we're okay. Because whatever's going to happen, it's going to be fantastic. There's going to be just... definitely two levels of crying. Yep. Uh, there's going to be crying, and then there's going to be crying. Yeah. Yeah. The crying is because somebody lost an arm. Yes. Possibly. Yeah. I already decided I have too many fingers in the first. I place, am. So. I am. 99.9% .9 sure that a body part is going to go flying in some way or form. Yeah! <laughs> Whose body part? We're not going to announce that. Okay. It's, it very well could be mine. <laughs> We've already determined that George's You're, damaged now. So. Yeah, I, I am say, the one to be sacrificed the most here. I got the life insurance policy to cover it. goods at this point. Exactly. Nobody needs me anyways. <laughs> I am jogging now. You're, you're jogging? I am jogging. Sounds a little okay. bit. It's like around my driveway. But hey, you guys are somewhere. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Man, that booty's gonna be popping it out. It is gonna be popping. Yeah. All right, so uh, hopefully you got something from this podcast other than that uh, I am terribly sexy. Um, I think this one was better. I think it was better. You guys, you were you were not a wet blanket. You went through the dryer. Fantastic. <laughs> Good job. I uh, I definitely uh, think that my left side of my face made into this, but. I'm glad that you had your left side of your face facing that wall. Yeah, That's I know. probably what fixed it all. But the only thing is that you're getting a side profile, which is also the size of my schnoz, which is amazing. You see this bump? I do. Definitely. Are you Italian? Uh, no. I can tell by your skin. No. <laughs> I'm like the opposite of Italian, man. <laughs> Straight ginger skin. But no, I got this from my papa, but then also it's bigger because I broke it multiple times in rugby. So. Ah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, it hurts. Well, hopefully you got something from this podcast. If you did, like it, share it, comment. I don't even know. Actually, I have no idea do how they... Do whatever you do for this podcast. Do things to help this move on to somebody who hopefully will get help from it. You could share this with Rob Deerdick or possibly Travis Trout. Dude, I was just going to say that. Why are you... There are number one, number two listeners. Oh, Obviously. Are you serious? Yes. Well, hey, guys. I uh, saw the statistics. I really appreciate all that you do uh, for the skating community and also for the motorcycle community. Rob Deerdick skates. Who was the number one listener last week that we were talking about? Oh, Kid Rock. Oh, that's right. No. He, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, because I was talking about... Oh, it's Eminem. Yeah, yeah, that's no, right. Dude, I got to work Wait, on, I where's work the rap on battle? Dude, I got to work on my lyrics. Do it. Just I, just spit some, spit some fire. The list is honestly endless, and the consistent battle is prioritizing. Man, man he is scared. Nailed it. Oh, my God. And on that... That was with no beat. Whoo! You guys go out there, have an awesome day, make it an awesome day, go kick some ass. We'll see you later.